welcome to the Hey OK Ha Happy Hour. Oh, uh, how you guys been? How have you guys been? How have you guys been? Uh, I know I took a week off. It's been two weeks since I yapped at ya. Um, took a week off. Took a week vacation. You know, why not? Why not? Why not take... Doesn't a guy deserve a break every now and again? Um, you might say, well, Matt, why would you take a break now? What, what are you going to do? What else better do you got to do other than record your disjointed thoughts? Fair point. Fair point. <clears throat> Took two weeks off, though, but I'm back. I got my coffee. Got my iced coffee, which is per usual. Hope you got a drink in hand. Happy Thursday night to you. Happy uh, early weekend. It's, whole it's hard to tell what day it is. But I'm still in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What have I been doing? Shooting targets with my bow. I'm actually sore. I've been punching so many arrows in that little archery range. I'm getting sore. Oh, my muscles hurt. I'm getting wildly out of shape. Uh, I don't do much more than walk every now and again. Back and forth between a target. Uh, maybe put up a few shots on the old bat. Put up a basketball hoop. Good God. You want to feel like an idiot. Try to assemble a basketball hoop. You know, one of those cheaper ones you, you get with, like, you put sand or water in the base. Um, yeah, that took a while. And I'm not sure I did a, the best job. But it's a hoop. It's a hoop. And so I took a week off. And this shit. And I'm in Sioux Falls. So in the last two weeks, last, last time we talked... Sioux Falls was pretty much off the radar as far as the national media was concerned. In that two weeks, there was this weird national outcry for South Dakota to be uh, have a stay-at-home order. They're they're ignoring the officials' um, what do they say? The officials' advice. They said it's a new hot spot because there's a meatpacking plant that the workers tested positive for. Which, by the way, accounts for 70% of all the cases in South Dakota. What's funny thing is, is most of, for whatever reason, most of my extended family, they're like either nurses or teachers. They're all, <laughs> all of them. Like all my fucking uh, aunts and, and uh, cousins, uh, a lot of them work here in this region, and some in Sioux Falls. And they're all laid off because the hospitals are empty. Uh, they can't do elective work. And uh, you know how many people have been hospitalized in South Dakota for COVID? 80, last I checked. 80 had ever been hospitalized. 80 in the entire state had ever. So at any given, that, that's like a small comedy club. So at any given point, there's like a dozen or so. So there's no, so the, the numbers don't really justify any kind of lockdown. And so the national media was like taking the governor to task. And I don't, know much about this governor she probably has a lot of stuff i don't agree with but they're, they're giving her shit and then the mayor of sioux falls uh kicked around the idea of doing a stay-at-home order in sioux falls only and like there's no cases there's like fucking no cases there, there's been seven total deaths one of which we know is a heart attack victim out of huron she died of a heart attack as one of those where they you know falsely attributed to covid um 
but the national media portrayed it as a hot spot. Like if you read the New York Times, Washington Post, even internationally, it was uh, the Guardian and the UK was running these stories about South Dakota being the latest hot spot. Sioux Falls has the 11th highest per capita COVID rate. And so what it really did is it woke a lot of people up in Sioux Falls and some of my family to the fact that they're lying. And a lot of them were kind of like, well, they're maybe they're only lying about our city, but it's just really interesting to be on ground zero, to be fully immersed in it, to see the reality, experience the reality, and then see how it's depicted in the media. Ah, the CIA controlled media. We can trust them. What have they ever led us astray by fear mongering us into adopting policies that are detrimental to the working class? Never. They would never do that. Wiping out people's jobs and livelihoods. Oh, let's have, let's not talk about that. Hey, let's talk about something a little lighter. I'll tell you what I did today. What I did today? I pissed my pants. <laughs> figuratively? Okay, let's call it figuratively. No, literally. I literally peed my pants today. Now, before you judge me, um, I'll let you know it was on purpose. Okay? It was on purpose. It was a calculated move. All right, I didn't. I didn't pee my pants on accident, like some kind of handicapped person. Christ, I'm 36 years old. Last time I peed my pants, I was at what kindergarten. Good, sorry. Uh, I couldn't believe I peed my pants in kindergarten. It, it was the most embarrassing thing ever, because you're in kindergarten, right? It's one thing to pee your pants at preschool or at daycare, right? Pee your pants at at age three. That's embarrassing enough. But you once you're in kindergarten. You're basically a grown man. You shouldn't be peeing yourself. It's not a good look. Uh, that was that was the last time I peed my pants. Uh, so that's been about 30 years. I went three decades peeing my pants free for three entire decades until today. Um, let me back up. <laughs> let me explain as I take a drink of my coffee. So... I'm be, I'm past this this quarantine shit. I'm not afraid to to socially interact with any humans. Unfortunately, most humans are, and I'm kind of been a stubborn prick lately. Like if you're close enough in the region that I could come visit you and see you in person, I don't want to call you because then I feel like I'm acknowledging that well, this is the new normal. We can only talk on the phone. It's like fuck you. Let's talk face to face like the good old days. So I've been kind of a bad friend. There's been people I haven't been calling that you know maybe you would anyway if there was no fucking pandemic but you know with a couple exceptions like if you live across the ocean i'll give you a call i'll answer your call i'll, I'll answer your call regardless but i'll give you a call if you live overseas because i there's no way i could see anyway so today i give my uh old friend uh we'll call him what shall we call him we'll call him spaniard for the purposes of this story this fellow lives in um in palma de Mallorca. Spain, which is like an island in the Mediterranean. Sounds sounds beautiful. This fucking guy. Went to high school with him. He's been over there for over a decade. He has a, a family, beautiful wife, I don't know, two kids, three kids. And he's he's a Spaniard now. I'm surprised they can still speak English when I call him, in fact. He's got the perfect Spanish. Working for some, I don't know, shoe company. I don't know what the fuck he does. Point is, I call him up today to kind of get a rundown of how it's how this whole lockdown shit's operating in in spain he's telling me 
and I'm walking outside. I'm walking around the neighborhood as I'm doing this. I got a big old thermos full of coffee, walking around, smoking a cigarette like a dumbass, which I mentioned before. I think I figured out why I'm smoking. I think it's nostalgia. I think I'm hearkening back to the, because I was a kid in the 80s. Remember the 80s? Everybody would just be smoking. It reminds me of freer, more carefree times. Is it justified killing myself slowly? No. Anyway, so I'm walking around, drinking a coffee, smoking, and I call up a Spaniard. See how he's doing. Turns out, not so good. Turns out over in Spain, you, you can't leave your balcony. You know, we're kind of in a bubble here in, uh, in Sioux Falls and these Midwestern states. Because in most parts of the West, you're on lockdown. So he can't leave his fucking balcony. He's stuck with his kids inside. Uh, he's going fucking crazy. He didn't come out and, and say it, but I kind of got the impression he's feeling guilty for how much he hates his kids right now or how much his kids annoy him. And, uh, hey, I bet a lot of you are going through this. A lot of you parents dealing with your kids right now. Um, I don't care. You could have the best kids in the world, perfect angels. Uh, it's perfectly natural to want to strangle them right now. I got to believe. I got to believe that that's, d don't fight it. Just acknowledge it. Move past it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be tough. So he's stuck at home working, working from home. Kids, they won't let the kids go out. They won't allow shit. He's like, yeah, the dogs have more rights than kids here. It's like, Jesus Christ. And so they're on lockdown. He's telling me this story. And I'm telling him, shit, I'm here and over in Sioux Falls, what I just told you about all these nurses, healthcare workers laid off because there's empty hospitals and how they've uh, banned social interaction. And uh, we got to wear masks now, lest we read each other's facial expressions, all this crazy dystopian shit. He's like, yeah, that's what's going on here too. Uh, then I start to have to pee. And by this point, I've just been walking, ambling around, getting further and further away from the house. And so I start making my way to the house to relieve my bladder. And I'm still on the phone talking. And mind you, there's a time difference. So in Spain, it's like closing in at midnight. He's got young kids. He, he's got to go to bed soon. So initially, I was going to just hang up. I told him, I'm going to run. I'm going to go run to this house and piss I'll call you back because I'm still like I don't know quarter mile away um, that would be about 444 meters for all you uh, non-Americans out there you silly metric systems um, that's for another podcast but back to me pissing myself so I'm, initially I was going to run but then I thought I stopped and I thought I'm wearing black denim jeans. What, what am I do? Run with a coffee looking like some kind of... Have a little dignity. Have a little self-respect. And like, who do I have to impress? This is Sioux Falls. I don't plan on being in this city much longer. I gotta tell you something. I've been in Sioux Falls before the quarantine, and I've been in Sioux Falls after the quarantine. I gotta tell you, don't really notice a difference. Don't really notice a difference. I had enough of this. So, so who do I give... I don't give a fuck about this impressing any of these neighbors. Why don't I just, instead of torturing myself, trying to pinch off three gallons of urine as I tiptoe run, why don't I just let it go? Huh? Why not just let the bladder go like a free man? What do I got to lose? I walk back. It's only three blocks. I'll Four or five blocks, maybe. I'll walk back with wet jeans. Big deal. A little uncomfortable, but not as uncomfortable as 
pinching off the urine aforesaid. And so it releases, and uh, it's going down both my pant legs. It's a fucking mess. Some of the water's pouring out, uh, but my legs are just long enough that it uh, it's the wetness stopped before it got to my shoes. I was wearing some, some Kobe Mamba shoes. Can't get the, the Mambas piss-soaked. That would be disrespectful to the memory of Kobe Bryant. And then um, the feeling of freedom. God, I hadn't pissed myself, like I said, for 30 years. Forgot what that feels like. It's just like, who gives a fuck? Let it go. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, I know, I then I just continued to walk like a gentleman with my head held high, my shoulders back. I just strode right down that sidewalk. Nobody could tell. Like I said, black pants. Can't really tell. And, you know, that was my day. You may think you don't give a fuck, but unless you're willing to purposefully piss in your pants in broad daylight, we're talking broad daylight. We're talking so much sunshine, the shit was about dry by the time I got to the house. You know, and it's no big deal. I walk in through the garage, go into the entryway, washer and dryers immediately to my right. I figure I just walk right in, slip the shoes off, throw that in the old laundry. No, nobody will care. Easy. I walk in. Immediately in front of me is the kitchen island, and uh, my mother is sitting at the island. And I just walked right past her to go downstairs to change. She didn't even notice. She didn't even notice that I, that her grown son pissed his pants. Like I said, it was on purpose. It was on purpose. So unless you're willing to do that, you part of you still gives a fuck. Part of you still gives a fuck. Because um, I wasn't going to waste this guy's time. So I stayed on the phone with him. I pissed myself. That was my point. See? See what a good friend I am? See how respectful of your time I am? Yeah, I could have I could have hung up and called him back in 15 minutes, 20 minutes after I get home and, and pee myself. Or sorry, pee in the toilet. But I'm not that's not being respectful of his time. It's his bedtime. So yep. you like that? You like what I did there? Look how I took a story of me pissing myself and and uh, uh, spun it into a self-aggrandizing uh, humble brag. Huh. Well, I hope you at least appreciate the craftsmanship. Speaking of craftsmanship, Octane Inc. Octane Inc. specializes in vehicle wraps, snowmobile wraps, custom apparel, and race car lettering with a deep history in motorsports and the love for anything fast. Octane Inc. has quickly become the Midwest's premier one-stop shop. Anything you want customized with your business logo or personal monogram, they can make it happen. Visit OctaneIncLLC.com today or find them on any social media platform. That's Octane Inc. I-N-K LLC.com uh, Hey, okay, ha, happy hour. It's also brought to you by Mountain Mud Sunscreen. Mountain Mud, sorry, Mountain Mud Sunscreen is a biodegradable, reef-safe, CBD-infused sunscreen made with organic food-grade ingredients using non-nanotized zinc oxide as the only active ingredient. Each 2.5-ounce tin has 200 milligrams of CBD isolate and is based on an FDA-approved recipe. It is SPF 35, water-resistant for a minimum of 40 minutes and shelf-stable for two years. Available for purchase at mountainmudsunscreen.com. That's mountainmudsunscreen.com. We are also brought to you by Baba J D I Y Edible Kits. 
Oh, you remember these guys, don't you? The guys with the candy kits and molds. So if you have a little of the cannabinoids, fuck. Sorry, ignore, ignore that. Uh, Baba G will help you out. Uh, go to uh, Alibaba. Damn it, it's not Alibaba. Why do I always say Alibaba? It's a Baba G, okay? It's uh, Baba G is the name, okay? You got it? And it's at OregonBaba.com. Some people pronounce it OregonBaba.com, but go there, check them out. Uh, you'll have a wonderful time. Uh, speaking of uh, of cannabis, cannabis, I'm going to go, I'm supposed to get this damn tur- uh, turkey tag in the mail on Saturday, an archery turkey tag, statewide in South Dakota. And we're going to find out if turkeys are attracted to or repelled by burnt cannabis flour. Is there anything more designed for just sitting there getting high off your fucking ass than turkey hunting? You're just sitting there still. How do you do that not high? Don't you got to be high to turkey hunt? Turkey hunters, let me know. I'm a novice. I'm a I'm a newbie at your craft. Do you guys, you guys, what do you do? Because I've been looking on forums and I'm reading kind of weird shit about like hikers smoking joints and turkeys coming out of nowhere. Turkeys are bold. They're, fu- they're little dinosaurs. Fucking coming out of nowhere and snatching roaches because they love the smell so much am i just setting myself up for the dumbest hunting excursion ever just some idiot sitting alone in the woods smoking a joint (laughs) um no no turkeys ever came i got a fucking turkey call in the mail oh let me see what the fuck this is oh shit i hope it didn't fall out of my pocket well it turns out i don't have the turkey call with me well, I'll let you know how that goes. I'm a, I'm a dilettante, like I said. Just some some guy trying to pretend he knows how to turkey hunt. It can't be can't be brain surgery, can it? It's not this is doesn't require Ben Carson level intelligence, does it? You just put a turkey decoy, which I got, check. Wear full camo, check. Have a goofy turkey call, check. Have a bow with an arrow in it that's properly tuned. Check. You just sit there like an idiot waiting for a turkey to come. Am I missing something? Uh, We shall see. Uh, If nothing else, it will be an excuse to get the fuck outside. Stay the fuck outside. Oh, boy, what else? You guys watched The Last Dance on Sunday? Oh, you know me. I'm going to be all over that last dance. 90 Chicago Bulls. And I'm, I'm waiting for uh, Sunday. He's going to have the Dennis Rodman episode, which is which will be fun. Remember when Dennis Rodman came over to the Bulls in 90, 95, 96? Remember that? Remember that super team? They cre- Everybody shits on super teams now. Uh, oh, the super teams. You got all the guys come together to play together. First of all, people forget how good Scottie Pippen was. He might have been the second best player in the NBA for a couple of those years. You might argue he deserved the MVP in 93-94. Remember the year Michael was playing baseball. Okay, you would think, you lose the greatest player of all time, what's your team going to do? How are they going to do? If LeBron left fucking Lakers, how are they going to do? If fucking uh, pick a superstar, they leave their team, how are they going to do? Usually pretty shitty. 
Uh, this guy leads to go play baseball. Scotty Pippen leads the Bulls to 55 wins. There's 82 games. So 55 and how many? Uh, 82 minus 55 is what? 17? Something like that? Is it 17 or 27? I don't do math. Point is, it's a hell of a season. They went to the conference, the Eastern Conference Finals. They were one series away from going to the finals. And Scotty Pippen led the team in every every category. So there's already a super team. And then Dennis Rodman joins. So you got, you got Michael Jordan, who's like Superman. You got Dennis, uh, you got Scotty Pippen, who's like Batman. So when Rodman came over in 95, 96, it was like if the Joker joined the Justice League. That's what I was like, wow, this should be. This should be interesting. Hang on, how can I be of some service? Dennis, remember Dennis Robin? Guy was ahead of his time. Fucked up childhood. Fucked up uh, psyche. But channeled channeled it into uh, some amazing. This guy's cardio was off the charts. He never stopped going. This guy would he would average seventeen rebounds a game as like a six seven guy. He led the league in rebounding, like I think, for a decade. If you certainly many years in a row, and it was just sheer hustle, will. Yeah, he read the ball well off the rim. Yeah, he knew how to box out. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. But the effort—he never got tired. It was amazing. A really great athlete in a in a in a, in a way that's hard to quantify because he wasn't coordinated. He wasn't, you know, doing. He couldn't handle the ball. He couldn't shoot. He he was just. You know, he would have been a great like uh, MMA fighter, like if he had technique. Just the he'd have been like Cain Velasquez as far as cardio. This fucker would go on the bench, and what would he do? Fucking go on a elliptical machine or a bike. He was always going, 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 and then he would fucking go party till five a.m., get three hours of sleep, show up the next game, give a hundred and ten percent as a fucking cross-dressing weirdo. Remember how weird he was? For the 90s, for that era, that guy was out of control. Even his number, 91. Who had a weird number back then? Nobody's sane. He was so crazy, Madonna fucked him. You know how crazy you gotta be to catch Madonna's eye? <laughs> um, but anyway, Last Dance, that's a documentary on ESPN. And um, I don't know, this whole quarantine, watching that makes me nostalgic. Last Dance is kind of poetic not only was it the last dance for the bulls it was also kind of the peak of american civilization like 98 98 99 um it's all been a slow devolution since then or is that just what happens when you get old do you just do you just always reminisce about your adolescent days as being the peak of uh i don't know but a lot of people think that uh, i think a lot of people would agree that the 90s were a high watermark for American culture and the economy. Um, um, why do I keep saying um? Um, I should just go back to saying uh, fucking, fucking. That's how you know I'm sober. When I say um instead of fucking. I'll tell you what, these fucking guy. I'll tell you, these fucking guys are, 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 are destroying the economy. Bringing us down to our knees. It is kind of uh, scary, though, looking at some of these lockdown measures. And I'm going to put my conspiracy cap on for a second here. Because uh, I know when I bring up the data 
and the fact that these numbers are overblown and the media is, realize that that's not a conspiracy theory. That's those are facts. So don't call that shit. Now, right now, I'm going to put on my conspiracy, my conspiracy cap, which is to say, speculation, um, based on circumstantial evidence. Putting on my conspiracy cap, if I was looking at some of these lockdown measures, it would appear that they're designed to destroy the economy, uh, and more specifically to uh, just take away working and poor, working class and poor people and middle class people's wealth. Like that's what it looks like the policies are designed to do. Um, if you were to do that, you would attack a given society's food supply. And there's been a lot of meat packing plants that are shutting down and it's, it's getting really strange and kind of scary because I don't like to overblow anything, but that Smithfield plant alone accounted for 5% of the U.S.'s pork production. And it's like they shut it, they shut down production, not only in that plant, but in Smithfield's other plants in Iowa. Tyson did the same thing. Um, another big one shutting down plants in, in Minnesota. There's hundreds of meatpacking plants and food processing, food processing centers that are being shut down. And it's just a weird coincidence that they're all in meatpacking plants. Um, and you would think, okay, does a building get sick or do people get sick? People get sick. Okay, if the workers are sick, get them out, treat them, disinfect the place, sterilize it, put new policies in order, and get back to work. But they're not doing that. They're closing all these plants down indefinitely. And I'm talking to farmers who are pouring out their milk because there's nowhere to go with it. They are being turned. They have semi-full trucks of hogs that are being turned away because there's nowhere to process it. And you don't notice... Uh, disruptions in the food supply chain until a few months after the fact. So right now there's meat on the shelves in food stores. But if this continues and these plants don't get reopened soon, you're going to see a lot of, first of all, farmers are going to be foreclosed upon because commodity prices have plummeted. Corn, soybeans, every commodity is, is, oil was below $0 a barrel a few days ago. I don't know how that's possible, but apparently it is. Um, these this these policies are 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 really going to lead to farm foreclosures, businesses going under, and uh, increased centralization of the economy, which means big guys, you know, big corporations and banks are going to gobble up a lot of the means of production, which includes farmland, factories, and meat processing centers. Uh, it just seems strange. Seventy percent of the cases in, in South Dakota were in one meatpacking plant. All these meatpacking plants across the nation are just happening to come down with COVID, and the solution is not to get the sick people out there and take care of the sick people. They're acting as if the buildings themselves are sick. Buildings don't get sick. There's no reason to shut down production at all. Something weird's going on here. And okay, mind you, I told you I was putting on my conspiracy cap, so take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a big grain of salt. But also look into this. Because even the UN now is, is issuing warnings about food supply, uh, food, so food shortages coming down the pike here. Um, Jesus Christ, I can't believe we're in a... We're at a point now where social interaction is illegal and we're looking at disruptions, major disruptions in the food supply chain. It's like, what, what the hell did we throw all this away for? Why did we throw away our entire 
livelihoods, jobs, and businesses for the cold? Because old people might get sick and die? This is the worst pandemic ever. I was promised way more dead old people than this. We have to shut down the entire world because 86-year-olds want to squeeze out another two years. It's fucking ridiculous. I didn't see anywhere in the Constitution where freedom of assembly goes out the window the second we have a bad flu season. Maybe, maybe some of you are aware of that little clause in there, and you can point, point me to it. This is, I hate to repeat myself, but it just gets more and more surreal. And I think how they're getting away with it is they're having Trump pretend to be against the lockdown. Because if Trump from the beginning had come out in favor of the lockdown, it would be the most unpopular policy ever. And people would be in the streets protesting against Trump's fascistic lockdown. But instead, he's kind of pretending to be uh, against it deferring to the governors, and so now people who thought of themselves as anti-fascists are cheering on fascism. And just like when they support their illegal, murderous wars, they'll tell you that if you question it, it's because you don't care about people dying. You don't want to go into Iraq with warheads? That's because you want us to die. You don't want to invade Libya? What about the poor Libyans? You just want Gaddafi to kill them all? It's always designed such that you're you're the one that has blood on your hands if you question these policies. These lockdown measures are creating more death than they're saving. Remember at the beginning when they were justifying the lockdown, they said that this will not lower the death count. What it will do is broaden, what they say, flatten the curve. They said, we're all going to, X amount of people are going to get this regardless, but we want to flatten the curve so our hospital system doesn't get overwhelmed. Well, they did that, and then it turned out our hospital system was nowhere near the point of being overwhelmed, and so they changed the motivation for the lockdown. Suddenly, it's to save lives. We have such a short memory. They're changing by week to week. The the reason changes, and I don't know how long, much longer the narrative can hold. Right now, it's it's maintaining its grasp on most people through, I guess, ridicule and marginalization. Like, they'll take photos of these uh, lockdown protesters. They'll find, like, somebody have a misspelled sign. Or they'll find somebody who's obviously unhinged. And then they'll, like, frame that as the protesters. Like, I had a Lyft driver in Sioux Falls. He was from Kenya. He was telling me there was four Africans downtown Sioux Falls. Police came and gave tickets to violating some I'm like where is it that they don't they haven't written that in the law what the fuck trespassing or some shit there's reasons for a lot of people to pro doesn't mean you're some right wing now they say like the Ku Klux Klan is behind it's like how fucking stupid can you be if you believe that no they're trying to discredit the protest so the left doesn't join in because the left usually is can be counted on to defy authoritarian overreaches not cheer them on based on a fucking cold so we'll see how much longer this narrative narrative holds it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in Europe as well um, but there's going to be a new wave right that's going to be the, the justification 
They'll try to extend it through the summer. Before you know it, the new flu season is coming. Now, keep in mind, the deaths were so low this go-around, like a typical flu season. I don't know if we're past 50,000 yet. I don't think we're to 60, which would be a typical flu season. The numbers are so, so low this year that come around flu season next year, they can say, hey, this year COVID is going to be twice as bad as last year. And you all remember how bad that was, right? And it will technically be true because they're starting off with such a low number. No they freaked us out over such a mild thing that anything now will justify further lockdowns and stop calling it a quarantine, okay? Quarantine is a very specific medical term. It means when you take a population that's from a different location that might be, in, might be sick, might be exposed to a virus, you separate them from healthy people to see if the quarantine population does develop symptoms. That's a quarantine. Putting everybody, the entire population, under house arrest is not a quarantine. Putting healthy people under house arrest, uh, no exceptions, is, is, is uh, it's a police state lockdown, and there's no other fucking word for it. I mean, it used to be those words were kind of hyperbole. When you use words like martial law, police state, house arrest, that's literally what they've done. So uh, I've spoken enough about this already. Shit. I take two weeks off. You'd think I'd have more shit to talk about. So what was I talking about? Last Dance. Okay, so I'm going to lose myself this Sunday in the Last Dance. Looking forward to the Dennis Rodman episode. Looking forward to seeing some of this behind-the-scenes shit. And um, maybe do some turkey hunting. Some, uh, my, who am I kidding? Some turkey watching. How much time we got? We got 33 minutes? 35 minutes? That's enough, for t enough time for today. Hey, what time is it? 637. It's still a beautiful day out. The sun's shining. There's a fucking robin trying to eat a worm right now in front of me. Maybe we'll go sit on a driveway, drink some alcohol, maybe smoke a cigar, maybe smoke some meat. I don't know what the fuck. But I recommend you do the same. Be social. Be social. Okay? Everybody's virtual signaling. Be safe out there. Listen to the experts. It's like, no. How about you don't? How about you listen to independent experts instead of bureaucrats and get in touch back with humanity because we want to do live forever you'll live forever you'll throw away your enjoyment of life because you don't want to get the sniffles come on come on there's a there's a in the deepest part of your brain and back of the recess the recesses of your skull you know you know this doesn't add up and you know this isn't good for us and don't let them guilt you into thinking that you have blood on your hands for being a fucking human. It's part of part of the thing we signed up for. Nobody gets out of this shit alive. Nobody. Uh, do whatever the fuck you want. It's your life. But that's been the... Hey, okay, ha. Happy hour. Episode 26. Uh, thank you for hanging out. We'll see you next week. No more vacation time. Excuse me. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Oh, bye-bye.